What's going on, Sleeper Nation? We're back with another weekly episode. Today, we're going to be doing a mock draft. 12-team PPR with kickers, of course, personally requested. But hey, today is the start of training camp. All those holdouts, well, congratulations. We saw them all back today. Our storylines got ruined. And now we get to admire new fantasies for what the NFL might have. And so, of course, I am Natter alongside with the number one Australian analyst, Sheehan. How are you doing? I'm good, man. As you said, training camp started. The Olympics are on. I'm such a massive Olympics junkie. And to borrow a line from the great H.G. Nelson, I think it's a week where too much sport is barely enough. There we go. Now, of course, we're going to be running through a mock draft. We got our analyst on deck waiting for us to get started. Let's try to knock out the news because I know a mock draft is a little lengthy. We want to make sure we have as much time and not bore everybody a little bit. So let's start off with the news. The Saints wide receiver, Michael Thomas, is set to miss the start of the NFL season and recovers from ankle surgery. It's a little bit old news now. He's going to probably miss, I'm going to estimate, about seven games. Yep, I think uh, seven games sounds about right. I'm not sure when their buy is, but he's not going to be seen for some time. And obviously, I think that's really good news for Alvin Kamara. I think it's good news for Traquan Smith. And I, I think it's good news for Marcus Callaway, a guy I really like. I did note that the Saints signed professional lacrosse player Chris Hogan to cover for Michael Thomas's loss. And uh, 7-11 Chris Hogan always open uh, to replace card guard Mike. But here we are. This is the world we find ourselves in. It's bad news for a couple of my dynasty teams. And uh, I'm sure we're going to get onto this later. But uh, it'll be interesting to see where Michael Thomas goes in our draft. Yeah, that's going to be definitely the one of the bigger question marks and uh, the developing stories in fantasy drafts. Uh, I'm a little bit questionable about Kamara now. We've seen when wide receivers go out, the teams kind of focus on the run game a little bit more. They send more people in the box. This is an elite wide receiver that we're talking about. He needs to be double teamed in order to be stopped. That's a, that's a player that can go sit in the box, stop the run. That's a, that's a running back or that's a defensive team that could sit there and keep more tabs on Alvin Kamara. I'm questionable on it. I mean, yes, he has more opportunities for plays, but now he has more attention on him. Uh, it's questionable. Well, we saw last year that he sort of stood up without Michael Thomas and was basically leading the league in targets for all position players. Uh, it's obviously better news for him if Winston is under center as opposed to Taysom Hill, as he was basically frozen out of the offense under Taysom Hill. I think it will be Winston and uh, sign me up for Kamara. There we go. Of course, we're going to see where he goes later in the mock draft. Jeopardy host Aaron Rodgers reported to Packers training camp as he and the organization continues to work on a new deal. Aaron Rodgers reportedly wants $90 million guaranteed contract, which will allow him to be a free agent after this season or the next. Now, one of his stipulations has apparently been former Green Bay receiver Randall Cobb to be traded back to his original team. How do you feel about this? I like it. I like that he's basically come in and said, I'm the reigning MVP. I'm the reason that you are relevant in the league at the moment. And you need me. You need Devontae Adams. And if you want to win, get me Randall Cobb. Now, it's been a while since Cobb's been at his best, but it's going to be a, a good... He's needed other people to catch passes. He has that connection with Cobb. We talked about Amari Rogers, uh, their draftee, who is potential Randall Cobb light. Uh, he won't be thrust into the fire, but it, it 
probably means that we won't see too many more dropped passer from MVS because Rogers just won't throw it to him. The one guy I do think it will affect, though, is Robert Tunyon. Ooh, that is a potential great point. Now, like, if you're an NFL player, like, if you're MVS, how devastating of a blow to your ego is this? He literally, Aaron Rodgers literally said, I would take a washed up wide receiver than allow you to further grow your talent. That's literally what he said. He might have not said it quote for quote, but that's what the actions say. Well, I left it out of the news uh, segment, but it's interesting after all the COVID announcements last week or the other week from the NFL is MVS got a total pass from having to get vaccinated because he can't catch anything. Nah, nah, he can't catch it. And I brought out the statistic, I believe, when we were going over the, the Packers on our deep dives, but Aaron Rodgers is more likely to throw the ball away than to throw it to MVS. Actions have clearly shown that he does not like MVS. Yeah, and it turns out that perhaps his career is in jeopardy. I think uh, hey, if Aaron Rodgers ends up playing in the NFL, maybe MVS will make a phenomenal Jeopardy host, but maybe he'll drop that ball also. So a little quickies. The Vikings signed former Jacksonville receiver D.D. Westbrook. I don't like it because, you know, they already have two star-studded wide receiver ones. I don't want a wide receiver, uh, another wide receiver to muck that up. I mean, Westbrook had 66 catches in both 2018 and 2019, but struggled to do anything last season. Bears traded wide receiver Anthony Miller to the Texans exchange for a late-round pick. Maybe this is uh, how the Texans dealt with the Randall Cobb situation. Which makes me think that this has been going on for a while and finally reaching the news that they are uh, uh, going for Randall Cobb, considering the Texans went for Anthony Miller a little bit earlier. Anything else you want to add? Well, I was going to say, I, I think Westbrook's going to be a good addition to the Vikings. He's a nice slot guy. And we talked during the Vikings episode that they didn't really have a wide receiver three. Uh, I'm not sure he's going to be particularly relevant, but he's a player who I think at least demands a bit of respect from the opposition as opposed to someone like Amir Smith-Marset. Or, or Chad Beebe, who would have been the people to take that role uh, already. Anthony Miller was a guy I was quite high on as a rookie. He's got, uh, he was one of these guys that, like, on weird metrics that people believe in, he has enormous hands, enormous, you would call them girthy hands. That's fair. Uh, he has huge hands, but he had issues, apparently, with his attitude. He punched on with someone last year. I think it might have been CJ Gardner-Johnson. You know, anything can happen in the Texans. We've talked about them assembling, like, a Madden rebuild roster. Why not? get Anthony Miller. Uh, I think there's going to be opportunities for him to, to catch passes. Maybe he's a guy to watch early in the season. One bit of news here that, that I thought was quite interesting. Kadarius Tony is finally at camp. He's had a bit of a hell of an off season and Joe Judge is in his corner as you'd expect from his coach. But in case you missed it, he missed six OTAs because he held out over his contract. That's a contract that essentially is guaranteed to you uh, based on where you're drafting. He had the wrong size cleats. He wasn't wearing socks one day. Uh, he hurt his feet. And then he got COVID, so this is really what you want from a, a first-round rookie pick. Doesn't that just fill you with confidence? But he might be a guy who comes up later in our draft uh, today as well. He made the news and it caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always a little fun whenever your favorite team doesn't draft somebody like that. I know, of course, the Titans last year with their offensive lineman that they took that had a wild <laughs> little season and eventually getting cut before he played a uh, NFL snap. And now I think uh, we're starting to see another one with Kadarius Tony, And it's always fun. It's always fun. It's hilarious. It's memeable. As long as it's not your team. Yeah. You know, when it's your team, you look really stupid. I maintain that Dave Gettleman just held up the phone out the window in New York and someone yelled, Tony! That's fair. You know what? 
I believe that 100%, and uh, I'm going to take that as fact on how they took him. Well, speaking of facts, the man who deals only in facts, Natter's wise words of wisdom. The wise words that I'm about to speak to everybody is, after a meal, eat some toilet paper. That way, when you take a dump, it wipes on its way out automatically. There you go, guys. Efficiency. I love that you're back to the toilet well here. After a couple of weeks of non-toilet wisdom, you're back in the, you know, you're back in the, what, what I would call the shit house. So, um, you know, it, it feels like we're back to our roots here at Wise Words of Wisdom. Well, you know, I try to give section tips. First, it was about dumps, staying alive. And then we had some job interview, little quotes, and, that, and now we're back to it. So, you know, it works out in the end. That's good. Got to keep the variety going. And, and they're always good tips. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Fake news, the fake news media. Welcome back to the opening ceremony of the Games of the 32nd Olympiad here in Tokyo. We've just seen all 781 nations enter in national dress. We're now entering the seventh hour of coverage from the new stadium here in the shadow of Mount Fuji. And here come 12,500 school children from across Japan who will light lanterns of hope that will rise into the sky on the wings of specially trained doves. We can see here the beacons are shaped like American football, showing the joy that fantasy football brings to people all over the globe. The doves are swooping down to pick the lanterns from each child, symbolizing the fantasy drafting process. And yes, the children have opened their kimonos in a blaze of color to spell Ohio. And while Ohio means hello in Japanese, this is also to symbolize draft night out in Canton, Ohio on August 14th, 2021. And this gentleman now taking the stage is Kentaro, the traditional lead of Fantaji Dora Futu, roughly translated as the Fantasy Draft, a classic kabuki play from Japanese culture. And we can see him exchanging money for a ticket to Draft Night Out, 30 American dollars in today's money. And there's Watanabe-san giving him an exclusive t-shirt, reminding him that he'll have plenty of chances to win great NFL memorabilia. But look out, Kentaro, here comes Iruka, the villain who endorses auto-drafting. Ohio. And yes, Kentaro has given him the business. Tremendous stuff. And out come the four geisha representing the people bringing you draft night out. Sleep a wire, eat sleep fantasy, draft party USA, and prestige sports memorabilia. And now the stadium is lit with thousand drones, spelling visitdraftnightout.com to get your ticket today. And there's just one word for that. Special. Nice. Shout out to the Tokyo Olympics. All right, so so far, we have a mock draft about to get going right now. And Sheehan, can you tell us the format right now? Yeah, absolutely. We're bringing together some of the sharpest uh, fantasy minds you'll you'll find, or certainly the sharpest ones who answered our call when we were looking for drafters earlier today. It's a 12-team PPR mock draft, one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, three flex, one tight end, and you guessed it, Nata, one kicker just for you. There we go. There's no weird settings, no point per first down, no tight end premium, no three-quarter points for running backs with alliterative first and surnames. It's just a standard PPR league. Is it half-point PPR or full-point PPR? Full, full point PPR. I'm drafting from the six spot. You are drafting from the nine spot. Close to a dinner for two, but not quite. 
we will be getting underway with that very shortly. All right, so let's see. We said and told everybody it'd be starting at 5.30. And uh, according to my computer, it is now 5.31. Hey, let the games begin. Right. Well, I think we can probably get going here. And up on the clock first is our fantastic producer, Nick. You can check him out at Iowa in the NFL on Twitter. And he's the man who makes us sound fantastic. So without further ado, get us underway, Nicky old son. So let's see. Right now we're rocking a 12-team, sorry, point PPR. Christian McCaffrey's currently my number one overall pick. I don't know if you have a different one. We had the, um, we had the chat with uh, our man Dodds last week over whether it was McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook. I don't know if I could pull the trigger on Cook. I think people would laugh at me if I did it here, but that's what uh, I would be going. I think it's Christian McCaffrey, but uh, oh, Nick agrees with us. And he took Christian McCaffrey with a 101. I like to see it. So, and then Cook goes immediately. That's Henry St. Clair picking second. He is one of our fantastic writers at Sleeperwire. And now it's, it is, in fact, Los FF, also from Fantasy in Session. We've got Javar coming up at the fifth overall pick. So, so Dalvin Cook, 102. I also like that pick. It's either Cook or Alvin Kamara. But in my opinion, I'm keeping Kamara on my Noah draft list just because of the fact we saw, saw, saw a small sample size for how Kamara looked without Drew Brees. And I didn't like it. And when you're taking the first player, on your team that early in the draft, you need a little bit more consistency. I'm going Dalvin Cook all the way. Uh, but it looks like he might time out and get Alvin Kamara here. How do you feel about that? You know, it makes me happy because somebody else took Kamara and I'd, I don't get put in a situation where I feel like I need to. I, I, I'd even put Derrick Henry over Alvin Kamara. I mean, Derrick Henry, you know he's going to get his touches. He's going to get his red zone looks. He's going to get his touchdowns and you know, the offense revolves around him. With Kamara... Not so much. And now with Michael Thomas gone, you know the defense is going to spend more time focusing on him. Uh, it could be tough for Kamara. Well, I think it's the opposite. I think with uh, Michael Thomas out, it's good news for Kamara, particularly in points per reception leagues. Even if uh, Thomas gets back, I think it's still going to be Kamara getting the bulk of the work, no matter who's quarterback there. You're definitely banking on Kamara's talent and potential when you draft him. Me personally, I like situation over talent because a lot of the times the running backs, they are a little bit replaceable. So I, I feel like taking the scheme and the situation around the player sometimes is more important than the actual player in itself. Yeah, I could, I could agree with that as well. Now, fourth off the board is Henry to our man, Aaron Nyhart, our IDP expert uh, here at Sleeperwire. And now is my man, now is my man Javar Henry. There we go. So Kamara was taken to 103, Derrick Henry 104, and then Ezekiel Elliott. That's a little bit of a surprise at the 105. How do you feel about that? I know. Well, I... Uh... I don't love it. I don't love it. Um, I'm tossing up here. I'm on the clock. Tossing up between Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb. I am going to go for Nick Chubb because I think Naheem Hines is going to take a lot of the pass catching work this year. I am going to have to agree with you. I would take Chubb as well. Now, Saquon's getting shafted a little bit and Jonathan Taylor got taken and Saquon Barkley is still on the board. Stefan Diggs taken at the 108. Okay, apparently we got a Bills fan. It makes a little bit more sense that now that he has a Bills logo on his little avatar. I'm on the clock. Uh, uh, while I think about this for a hot moment, I'm going to let you uh, dissect those couple picks. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor uh, flew straight off the board at the 107 to uh, Papa Bearclaw. He hasn't put his details in the chat, so I'm not sure uh, who that guy is. But uh, Jason Wartinger is the Bills fan there. Diggs, I guarantee that uh, Nada takes a running back here. I think it'll be Saquon Barkley uh, because that's the sort of person he is. And I can see his, his, his brain furiously ticking over. 
I'm not taking Saquon Barkley. He is not on my... I really don't want Saquon Barkley. I'll tell you that. But right now, I feel like it's... He's dropped a little too far. Because right, right now, it's either Saquon Barkley or Tyreek Hill. It's hard taking a running back that's on the player unable to perform list. And as we talked about earlier, they, they wanted to take him a little slow, make sure he's not rushed into things. But I mean, it, it is Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I, I mean, I know you love your running backs. I would go Hill here, but, uh, you know, you're on the clock. 10 seconds, man. You're the one who wanted to... 10 seconds. You're the one who wanted to tighten up the timer. I know, I know, I know. And I'm taking Tyreek Hill. And there we go. I, I don't want Saquon. I really just don't want him. Now, up now is our man from a couple of episodes ago, Rumboys Robbie from the Rumboys Fantasy Network. Uh, I suspect he's a Washington football team fan. I don't suspect that. I know that. I wonder if he's going to have the, uh, the balls to pull the trigger on, on Barkley here, even though he's on the pub. Uh, otherwise, I think he might slip to the 112. He, he really might slip. Now, I know who's, he's in this draft as well. He's in the 111, and he's a huge zero RB person. But if Saquon drops that far, some, somebody's got to pull the trigger eventually. I think so. I mean, Huss is such a dedicated zero RB guy that maybe he doesn't. Maybe he overlooks it. Maybe his hubris gets in the way of him drafting Saquon. But our boy Robbie here, looks like he might time out as well. But we will see how we go. It shows him online. You like to see it. I think he's thinking hard. I mean, it's a tough decision because right now, if you look at the ADP list, Saquon is at 5.9. So he's dropping right now. And the next best is Travis Kelsey. It's hard to take Travis Kelsey over Saquon Barkley. It is difficult to do that. In a non-tight end premium league, it absolutely is. And, and that's why I think this format is a little bit more interesting this year. is because I think those first seven picks are rote. But then after that, you could, you know, you could just have, have just about anyone. There you go. The auto draft pick is Travis Kelsey. First, first round, one tight end, no tight end premium league. So, so you know, hope you, hope you enjoy that pick, Robbie. That's tough. That's tough. You know, even, even the auto pick decided Saquon wasn't good enough for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the message here is don't auto draft. You know, we, we saw in the opening ceremony with uh, whatever the bloke's name was that I made up before that he, he was bringing auto draft to the people. He was the villain. Oh, hey, hang on. I may as well actually talk about what's happening here. So Devontae Adams reunited with uh, Aaron Rodgers. He has gone the 111. Aaron Jones goes at, well, at the turn. Wow. Uh, Brett Schwarzkopf went Eckler and Jones as a double tap. Puss, zero RB, of course. He has gone Adams and Hopkins. And the auto draft has given Ro- Robbie a stack here with Mahomes and Kelsey. Now, Natty, you're back on the clock here. What do you do, son? I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Saquon Barkley is still on the board in the second point in 2.4 right now. Holy, holy moly. So... Like you mentioned, Aaron Jones, Eckler going at 112, and then first pick of the second round. DeAndre Hopkins, and then Patrick Mahomes. We got Rums boy over here, Robbie, doing a double stack. Sorry, not a double stack, a single stack on Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes, that is scary. I'm telling you, that is scary. That makes me shiver in my boots. I have to do it. I'm sorry. Give me Saquon. Yeah, if you didn't take him, I would have. And in a couple of leagues, gone early stacks as well with... um. Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I think I've stacked them in a couple of leagues and I'm pretty happy with it. I'm even happier now that Rodgers shown up for camp. Wow. There we go. Antonio Gibson. This is the hype train. This is out of control from Wartinger. Oh. But he started with Diggs and Gibson. I don't like that pick. You know. Then Najee Harris. These are all guys that are just reading their own hype. Come on. Oh. 
I'm on the clock now. Choice between DK Metcalf, Joe Mixon, AJ Brown. Hart says AJ, well, Hart says DeAndre Swift, but it's AJ Brown or DK Metcalf. Let's swing for the fences with Metcalf. Oh, I like to see it. Hey, you know, starting off your team with Nick Chubb and DK Metcalf, that's not a bad start. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Then our man Javar's come back with uh, JK Dobbins to pair with Ezekiel Elliott. Nice one-two punch there. There we go. You like to see stuff like that. So right now, we're, we're almost nearing the end of the second round. Once the last pick of the second round happens, you got to tell me who you think has the strongest team so far. It's super early, but you know, we like judging the early round picks. Absolutely. Well, there we go. DeAndre Swift, 2 Kayla Swift himself Ooh. at the 2-9. Okay. I'm a little surprised you didn't take him. I know you're high on him. Yeah, but having just roasted uh, two guys for reaching on Gibson and Harris, I couldn't do the same with Swift. Okay, that's fair. I don't blame you. Ooh, Mixon, that's another reach on Edwards Alaire. So right now, people are making sure they get the RBs. I think uh, it's fair to reach a little bit on an RB. And I think this is the reasons for playing zero RB, like playing out in front of us, because people reach on RBs instead of play- picking value. I-, I inadvertently went zero RB in a draft. I'm very happy with my team. Anyway, to finish that round, we finished after I picked Metcalf. We had Dobbins, Swift, Mixon, Edwards Alaire. And then Nick on the turn with AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson. And then we've had Henry come back with Calvin Ridley at the 3-2. Now, let me ask you this. When are we going to see the next quarterback come off the board? Lamar Jackson will be the next quarterback off the board. And I think it might be soon. Ooh. I think it might be soon. I would assume it's actually, I was going to say Lamar Jackson, but then I remembered we have a big Bills fan in here. Uh, Josh Allen's probably going to be the next quarterback off the board. Potentially. That's a bit of a reach on Keenan Allen at the 3-3, do you think? Yes, but Keenan Allen, he's such a good wide receiver. I mean, yes, it might be reaching, but if you like a guy and you're confident in him, go out and get him. There's nothing wrong with reaching on a player you really want. Now, who do we think Nyhart goes here? Do we think he he loads up with Jacobs or Sanders, potentially? Or does he go and get himself a receiver? I'm hoping he doesn't take Chris Carson. I would love it if Chris Carson was the fall to me at the 3-9. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I would like Chris Carson. So right now, uh, the second round is done, and we're kind of getting started on the third round. Let me let me get your opinion on the second round right now, this, or the teams. Uh, I would say I really like how Nick started off. He's an extra pick in, but McCaffrey, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, that's a one, two, three. That, that's, that's great. You get to sleep soundly with those, aren't you? Uh-huh. That, that's really good. I like Schwartz at the 112. He took Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler. That's a very solid running back core to start out with. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Harris, that's solid, average, nothing phenomenal. We, we're not quite sure how that's going to work out, but you, you can't be too upset at it. Derrick Henry with DeAndre Swift, can't be upset at it. Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, nothing, uh, nothing to be upset at. Dalvin Cook, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, also nothing to be upset at. Kelsey and Mahomes, nothing to be upset at. And then I, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little unhappy with Tyreek Hill and Saquon Barkley. I feel a little uneasy. Is that the right word? Yeah, I, I can tell you're not happy with them because you usually like your RBs and then you didn't want Barkley as a second pick. You're on the clock again now while you're making your choice. I'll just run through that third round again. We got Jefferson, Ridley, Keenan Allen, then back-to-back Darren Waller and George Kittle. I don't know if they think this is maybe tight end premium. It's not. I went Alan Robinson. I like his volume, particularly in a four-point PPR league. David Montgomery, C.D. Lamb, and then Natter's on the clock now. Who are you going for? I'm taking Chris Carson. That was, uh, it, it was a no-brainer for me. Like it. I really like Carson. I know he's going to be that bell cow. 
for Seattle on a team that really likes to run the ball on ground and pound. Uh, he has health concerns, yes, but I don't want Josh Jacobs. I don't want Miles Sanders. Daryl Henderson is still questionable, so I'm still going to leave him on the do not draft list. Other than that, there's just nobody else worth it in that scenario. Yeah, I think that's fair. And now we've had another bit, an interesting pick there from Robbie. It's Kareem Hunt. This is full point PPR. I don't think that's a bad pick at the 310. No, you know, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, they're almost identical. You know, there's small statistics that separate Nick Chubb from Kareem Hunt, but uh, it's not a bad third round pick. Yeah, and if something was to happen to Chubb, then, you know, you've got Hunt there as a lead back in a run-first offense. I think that's an excellent pick. And then Hus, with his third receiver, goes scary Terry McLaurin. I considered him at my pick, so I think that's a nice pick there. And now we have, uh, oh, Mike Evans coming off the board, and we have the turn here, so we might see a double tap at receiver. Schwartz right now with Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Mike Evans, Julio Jones. That is... That's a tough lineup to begin. There's a lot of name recognition and points. Well, I think there's a lot of points to be scored there, but it's not a sexy lineup. Not as not as much as it might have once been, but that's four good picks to start off with. Now let's talk about the zero RB or Huss right now. Devontae Adams, Hopkins, Terry McLaurin. He's got three wide receiver ones right now. McLaurin, I'm a little questionable on him. I want to see a little bit more consistency out of McLaurin, but that's three wide receiver ones. Zero RB or not, I think at this point you take value, and that's the beauty of zero RB. I think the pick to make here is either Josh Jacobs or Miles Sanders. That would, uh, oof. you know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a quarterback gets taken out right here. But yeah, jo- Josh Jacobs, he, he, it's tough with, with Kenyon Drake. Miles Sanders, you know, he, he's a little bit kind of written off right now. It's not a bad pick. Daryl Henderson, still, I, I don't recommend it. Ooh, Amari Cooper. But, oh, out of left field, Amari Cooper. So he's got all three wide receiver positions. Oh, okay. Okay. So who who are you eyeing up here? You're, you're on deck. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm still on the Amari Cooper. That's, that was out of left field for me. I don't necessarily think so. He's been consistent, and I can't argue with that. And nah. Uh, you know, eventually you have to differentiate your positions, even for a zero RB. True. True. And in fact, we might be covering that in a future episode. In fact, might be next week even. Yes. Uh, about tier-based drafting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and looking at where to, where to break those tiers down and you know, good questions like, who's the last wide receiver one you can draft and things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, in my pick, like you asked earlier, I'm potentially eyeing a quarterback. I kind of want an elite quarterback. Elite quarterbacks, they're a diamond a dozen and the unique consistent points out of them. I'm thinking Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. Or I might go into the wide receiver list and tap on Cooper Cup. I don't mind Cooper Cup there. I don't think, I think if you don't take Allen, I think he goes for five. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So right now there's five seconds left on Rum's boy. He's, he's having a difficult time. I see him online. Michael Thomas, that was taken. Unfortunately, I think that was just an auto draft pick. Uh, that's rough. Well, it's, here you are. You're on the clock again, man. There we go. All right, so I am going to take Josh Allen. Interesting. Uh, I, w- I, want an elite, I want an elite quarterback. Once you have one, it's, uh, it, it's definitely a weight off your shoulders knowing your quarterback is going to put up elite talent every single week. Can we replace that Michael Thomas pick? I don't know if I can. Is that possible? Oh, I can. So I'm going to go in and manually change that pick for Josh Jacobs. 
It works out. There we go. Robert Woods comes off the uh, the board next. All right, so Josh, I took Josh Allen. Robert Woods right after that. And TJ TJ Hawkinson. What are these people doing? It's not tight end premium anywhere. This is a great lesson out there for all of you, and I'm going to use my time on the clock to say this too. Understand your league settings before you draft. Don't get to the draft, get three rounds in and go, I didn't know this was Superflex. I assumed this was tight end premium. Read the settings, know who you're drafting, understand the values ahead of time. We all play enough of the game to be able to flex our strategies in real time. Switch on. I'm taking Miles Sanders. I don't like it, but I need another running back. You need another running back, and it's 4.7 right now, getting a starting caliber running back. It's phenomenal at 4-7. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, potentially might see, well, we might see dump-off passes from Hurts. I'm not sure we really know what to expect. If nothing else, there's going to be running value. There's always running value when you're playing with running quarterback. Uh, but I think this is a, a nice pick. And certainly I will talk myself into it, but I am glad it is not in an actual team that I have to play with now. Do you want to have a look through and do a run of the board here of who you like the look of so far? And in fact, maybe who you don't like the look of. So let's see. I... There's a, it, it, it's hard to be upset at people for drafting in the first three rounds. You know, those are elite talents, elite players. And uh, if you, no matter how you mix and match it, you find scenarios of like players you like. Right now, probably my least favorite is Papa Bearclaw in the 107 pick, the seventh pick. Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Harris, David Montgomery, TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson is my least favorite. But right now, I feel like he has no elite running backs in his uh, repertoire. With no wide receivers either. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like that pick either. And you can defend it as the Lions wide receiver one as you want. We're not talking about Calvin Johnson here. We're not even talking about Kenny Galladay. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there. Somebody I, I mean, people I like is Robbie with Kelsey Mahomes. Uh, unfortunately, the Josh Jacobs and Kareem Hunt, a little bit questionable in the RB positions. I just really like stacks. Stacks are my favorite part of fantasy. I think they're highly utilized, highly should be utilized, and should be utilized by everybody. Schwartz also in the 1012, or sorry, 112, with Aaron Jones, Eckler, Evans, Jones. I like that a lot also. Now, I think we all like fat stacks, and we might come back to that as uh, when we've got a bit of downtime. What do you think of Daryl Henderson at 410? Do you think that's about his range? Daryl Henderson, sorry, repeat that. Do you think this is about right for Henderson, or do you think he's being overdrafted at the, the back end of the fourth here? I think we're starting to see where he should be drafted. I think, yeah, at right now he got taken at 410. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with it. You know, potential starting caliber running back, he should be taken around the fourth round, just like Miles Sanders. He's in the same range for me as Miles Sanders. Yeah, that's fair. And then we've got uh, Kyler Murray as well going at the 411. I don't mind that as a pick. No, not at all. I think he's, he's a QB3, might be the QB1. You're not going to knock him for being the third off the board there, I don't think. No. Now, what I do not like is Travis Etienne at 412. Tra- Travis Etienne, by the end of this season, you might get it right. Etienne, so close, so close. Travis Etienne at 412. I do not like that. I do not like that at all. I was really impressed with Iowa's McCaffrey, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson. Etienne kind of knocked him down a, a, a peg. I was, uh, I was eyeing up Etienne as potential 5-6 for me because I like his pass catching potential in PPR. That being said... I guess you could go the turn here with Lamar Jackson and maybe like a DJ Moore and really just set yourself up for the rest of the draft. DJ Moore. Ooh, that's an elite wide, uh, elite running back one who's basically a wide receiver two. McCaffrey's a running back one, wide receiver two. AJ Brown, one. Jefferson, one. And then you say DJ Moore? Yeah, I, I think you could have gone with... Ooh, he's just... Oh. We've seen Kyle Pitts and Mark Andrews go off the board in consecutive picks here. I do not like those. And you'll be one of the first to hear about it, Nick. 
ETN and Pitts, I think they are. I don't mind ETN so much, but Kyle Pitts in a non-tight end premium, I think that is a reach. I think it's a little bit of a reach. I don't mind. I don't necessarily mind Andrews, cause considering we have consistent fantasy production out of him. Uh, five two, I, I I can get over it. I don't mind that at all. Ooh, and there's there's our man DJ Moore coming off the board at at the uh, the five three. That's uh, it's an interesting pick. I like it. I like it a lot. I would have had him going higher, and that was from our friend from Fantasy in Session, Loss FF. Go and follow him at at L O S O K N O. There we go. Now Miles Gaskin at five four. I like that pick. I was definitely eyeing him. Just a, just, a, just a tad bit if he was able to come down towards me. Fortunately, he was not able to. Yeah, I, I don't mind Gaskin either. He was someone I was eyeing up as well. We've got our other man from Fantasy in Session here, Javar Henry, and that's at Javar N Session. Check him out as well. He's a good dude. Also supporting our mock, and, and that to me is uh, Good Dude 101. There we go. Something I want to talk about is strategies while drafting and, and, and you know, zigging while everybody zags. Right now, we have a zero RB truther in Hoos, and we know he's going to take Mike Davis eventually, right? You have to time it and take it before him and then offer him a trade where you win that trade, but he needs that RB. So I think not this pick because I don't think he takes Mike Davis this pick. The next pick after that, I will be taking Mike Davis, mostly in an opportunity to screw over a zero RB. If you do not have RBs, you don't win. That's it. That's the bottom line. It's certainly in redraft. It's it's harder. I think there are some interesting late round RB candidates, but it's. I suppose you can start five wide receiver ones, and that might be better. Five wide receiver ones might be better than starting a a, a running back two potentially. Um, for the sake of the draft, we had. Dak Prescott go at the 5-5. Five, five. I then took Thielen at the 5-6. Again, like potential for lots of catches and touchdowns. I think this works well in this format. So Tyler Lockett at the 5-7. T Higgins, don't like that pick at the 5-8. Uh, but we see our man here has gone Diggs. Oh, our man Jason has gone Diggs, Gibson, Lamb, Woods, and Higgins to start his draft. How do you feel about that? Or you can answer it once you've taken your own pick and justified that. I'm looking at right now for a running back. You know, I got Tyreek Hill. Actually, I could go either way. Right now, I feel like I'm pretty flexible. I got two RBs in Barkley and Carson. I got an elite wide receiver in Tyreek Hill. I got a quarterback. I feel like I'm very flexible. I can go wherever I'd like to right now. At this juncture, uh, honestly, I would really like another wide receiver. I want to even out my team. And right now, I'm looking at Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is interesting. I don't want Jamar Chase. I do not want Devontae Smith. It's uh, Deontay Johnson's also interesting. Uh, I'm going to ignore Brandon Ayuk and Odell. I'm going to ignore Juju. I'm going to ignore GJ Chark. Uh, while I have nine seconds, I'm going to go Kenny Galladay. You know who you should have picked there? Let's hear it. Russell Wilson. <laughs> and you should have picked, you should have picked Cooper Cup the round before. Uh, you know, uh, as a big Niners fan, it's very difficult to root for Russell Wilson. That's true. Well, Lamar Jackson was still on the board. You had him as a potential next quarterback. You could have... I mean, I'm not going to knock you for Allen. I think it's a, a good pick, but it just shows, you know, by waiting, you end up getting good players slip to you. Yes, but... Let that be a lesson to you. Yeah. <laughs> All of you. There we go. Uh, let's see. The, the only reason why I wanted Josh Allen is because the division he's in is, a re- is relatively weaker compared to other ones. Like right now, the best defense he's going to go against is the Dolphins. And he's, historically, he's diced up the Dolphins every single time they've played. So uh, I know eight times a year, eight games a year, he's going to have a good matchup. Yeah, I, um, I can't argue with that as a, uh, as a 
a justification. I uh, I don't mind it. We might have to adjust a uh, another auto pick here if this is our boy Robbie. And fortunately, Michael Thomas will probably get picked again if it is the uh, uh, the auto pick alert. Now you think? I think at this point he might be getting Jamar Chase as he's the highest ranked wide receiver. There we go. So let's see. Right now we got Tyler Lockett at the five seven, T Higgins at the five eight, and then I took Kenny Galladay at the five nine. So right now it's interesting the way the draft is going. But did you expect this? Is there anything you don't expect or don't uh, are a little surprised of? I think there's too many tight ends going early. I think it's good news as we've talked about all off season for waiting on tight ends, streaming tight ends. You know, it's one thing Kelsey Waller, Kittle, Hawkinson, Pitts, Andrews. In tight end premium leagues, go for it. Fill your boots. But it's a standard league. I think there are more valuable picks that you could make instead of, you know, clever picks. But this is the beauty of mock drafting. You can take risks and see how your draft pans out. You know, if you're usually a guy who goes heavy RB, try what, see what you look like with zero RB. Try taking a tight end early. Try getting a quarterback early. See how the board, uh, the board falls. And, uh, you know, you're going to be more equipped on draft day. If you need to adjust your strategy on the fly, and that's really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times you have to zig when somebody zags, especially if you're at the end of the draft and you know you're not going to get that elite RB1. That's it. You're going to have to be able to adjust your strategy on the fly. A big reason why I also took Josh Allen is because I know Jay War, the uh, the pick right after me, would, take him, would have taken him and he has Stefan Diggs. I don't want to allow him the opportunity to have that stack. So instead, hey, I just took the elite QB1. I love that rationale as well. Deny someone the stack. And again, that's another great fantasy football 101 tip as far as I'm concerned. Know your league mates. You know, we can't be fortunate to play with a big group of mates, but understand their tendency. If the guy has a Bills logo, there's a good chance he might want Diggs, Allen, Singletary for whatever reason. But that allows you to possibly predict what they're doing. Hang on, I've got to make a pick here. Uh, I've got to adjust a pick here. What's Huss doing? Aaron Rodgers, get out of here. All right, he can have James Robinson. Michael, sorry, uh, listeners, Michael Thomas popped up there. So out of the turn here, we had uh, Nada took Kenny Golladay, Jamar Chase at the 5'10", Lamar Jackson the 5'11", Deontay Johnson the 5'12", Javante Williams the 6'1", Aaron Rodgers the 6'2". This is a zero RB. Puss has stacked his, uh, well, he's got the Rodgers-Adams stack there. Would you rather the Rodgers-Adams stack or Lamar Jackson? In fact, you're on the clock. So you- Rogers Adam stack. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm, I'm like kind of deciphering the pick and kind of like figuring out people's logic right now. And uh, yeah, give me Devonte Adams, Aaron Rodgers stack. Give, give me that a stack real fast. And uh, this is this is where I reach, but I play keep away. And I'm gonna take Mike Davis in the sixth round. His ADP is seventh round, but I'm gonna take him in the sixth because I know we have a couple zero RB truthers in this lobby. We also have some people who took wide receivers heavy early and they're going to be in need of an rb and let's face it i only have saquon barkley and chris carson as my rbs i could use a mike davis in my lineup so i'm going to take him right here and play keep away i think i would have gone for that pick as well now our man jason uh the the bills fan well chase claypool he's almost going zero rb as well uh he picked gibson in the second round and here we are back on the clock just what i wanted i am gonna stack dk metcalf with russell wilson that's also a good phenomenal little stack in there for yourself i like that pick too a little, little sneaky one little sneaky one it is a sneaky the sneaky stacks are where it's at and you know we where you could just kind of kind of sneak and steal extra fantasy points oh uh, you know that's juicy yeah gimme 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 you know that's 70 yard touchdown that's that's double points thanks for coming 
There you go. That, that, those are weak winners. You get yourself a 70 yard touchdown stack, you, you almost guaranteed your win. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I was always, you know, when I first started playing, I was a very conservative player. Like, I want to get the guys who are consistent. They're going to get me 10 points, like your Jarvis Landry's, these sorts of guys. You want those blow up weeks. You want your Tyreek Hill stack with Patrick Mahomes. You want DK Metcalf guys that can win you a week on the back of a big performance. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I feel like I've got with Russell Wilson. If they uh, permit Russ to prepare food on the field, I think it's going to be good news for him and for Metcalf. Celebrate good times. Come on, I reckon. Uh. Now, we had Chase Edmonds go the 6'8". I was hoping he might come back to me in the 7'6". Brandon Ayuk at the 6'9". That's also a little bit of a questionable move for me. I'd really... I like Brandon Ayuk a lot. I don't know if I would take him at 6'9", though. Considering the other people, on when we've just finished eight weeks of playing either or, it's a choice between Ayuk, Beckham, Juju really. And I, I don't mind that pick. You don't mind it? I think you could throw a blanket over all three of them. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I have all three of them in the same league. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, you know, Odell's Odell. You like to have him. Uh, Juju, questionable. Yeah, I, I guess you can go Ayuk and feel pretty comfortable with it. The, now, for Aaron, he has Cooper Cup and Ayuk. Those are his two wide receivers. He has Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift, and Miles Gaskin. He's going to make up for it with solid Running back play, Darren Waller as his tight end. Uh, I mean, he's looking like a a solid lineup in the wrap-up right here. Yeah, I think you're going to... You can sleep well at night with that as your lineup. We've seen Rojo. I think that's a bit of a reach, Rojo at 6'10". I don't hate it, though. He's been getting a lot of pop today. Uh, And I think he wins that job in Tampa Bay. So, fill your boots. He's he's another big play threat. Only needs one carry to take it 90 yards. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. The only reason why I'd be a little bit questionable on that one is he already has Kamara, Joe Mixon, and Daryl Henderson. His only wide receivers are Keenan Allen and DJ Moore. He doesn't have a quarterback or a tight end yet. Uh, I mean, Ronald Jones might be riding a little bit of the bench right now. I don't mind it so much. You can start, well, I suppose you can start up to three flexes, but if everyone else has a tight end and a quarterback, you don't need one. You can wait on it if everyone else has got one because you essentially a, a late round streaming those positions. And that's what I'm planning to do with tight end. I'm not going to reach on a mid rounder because other people have picked them up. You know, there's no need for five of the teams here to, to take another one, six of the teams here to take another one. So when are you touching Michael Thomas? Oh, anytime I can get my hands on him. He's a very nice man. Oh, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I think once you have your starting lineup, I think get Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he, he, he'll be riding the IR. So, I mean, it's not like he's taking too much of a, a wide receiver or too much of a rosterous role, right? Absolutely. I'm not sure you'd want to be taking him over someone who might have week to week value. We've got Beckham still on the board, Juju, DJ Chark, but I'd, I'd happily take him above like a Jalen Waddle, Debo Samuel, Devonta Smith, some of these guys who are as much of a dart throw. They just might get on the pitch a bit sooner. Mm-hmm. Now, with my least favorite pick of the draft, Levisca Chanel at the 612. <laughs> I'm not going to explain myself any further. I just, uh, I hate that pick with a burning passion. And I'm very glad I'm not put in a situation where I might have to take him. Yeah, well, I know, I know you hate Chenault. I, I think you would probably leave him alone. Speaking of Chenault, though, do you think we see, or when do you think we see um, Trevor Lawrence go here? I don't think he goes. And if it does, it's very late, kind of just a dart throw, dart pick. There's no reason for me to take him. He's a streamer at best, but he's an unproven streamer. This is a 12-team league. I'm sure you can find 12 quarterbacks better than him right now. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think he takes Justin Herbert here. Nick does. Justin Herbert. I wouldn't be surprised. That's not that bad of a spot. I would like to see the Keenan Allen owner 
take Justin Herbert to finish off his stack. And then after that, I think his team will be pretty deadly at that. He, he would have Kamara, Mixon, Keenan Allen, Henderson, DJ Moore, Ronald Jones. And then Justin Herbert, that's a pretty scary team. Yeah, I, uh, there we go. He took Justin Herbert. Okay, so he does not make it to the Keenan Allen stack. And now, h- how do you feel about Hoos' current zero RB roster? I think he knows what he's doing. He'll have his guys that he likes to target late. This is his strategy at zero RB. Going to have him on in a couple of weeks to explain it and his thinking behind it. But this is the time where he probably starts looking at, at maybe taking a running back, someone like a Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, Raheem Mostert, someone like that to uh, boost his... Um, his team a bit. There we have, we've, sorry, as we're coming up to my pick now, we've had Herbert go off the board at 7-1, Robbie Anderson at the 7-2, Odell Beckham at the 7-3, and Michael Thomas, as we discussed, at the 7-4. That was not an auto pick, correct? Do you think that's a good, no, no, do you think that's a, a good pick there? Michael Thomas has wide receiver one potential, and you're taking him in the seventh round. You have to stack him for about six, seven games and hold him out I, I'm not mad at it because look at the wide receivers that are available right now. I mean, Devontae Smith, I don't want him. Juju, I don't really want him. Jalen Waddle, I don't really want him. Debo Samuel, I'll take Debo Samuel, but I mean, his ADP is the eighth round. We're still in the mid seventh. You can maybe get him, a snag him a little bit later. And then after that's Brandon Cooks on the Texans. I don't really want him. Jarvis Landry, Will Fuller, Marquise Brown, Tyler Boyd. And we're just going on and on and on right now. Uh, Michael Thomas is better than all those players. Now I'm on the clock here. How do you feel about Raheem Mostert? I, you know, was hoping he would go to me. That's, I guess, how I feel about him. I like him a lot. I'm going to take him. Aww. I'm going to take him. I'm sorry. That's the midpoint of our draft. Yeah. Uh, by the way, another, another reason here we might have seen our man Nyhart if we circle back to this Michael Thomas pick. I thought a good pick for him might have been Stafford stacking with Cup, if we're talking stacks here. He's, this is another reason to know your league mates. He's a big Ohio State guy, the Ohio State University. Michael Thomas is an Ohio State guy. You know, they might reach on... Hometown heroes. That's fair. That's fair. Right now, Brandon Cooks got taken. Or, or pay up in a trade. Yeah. A lot of times, trades, you, you could really, sorry, steal easy deals from players on trades, especially if they like that player. Brandon Cooks taken in the 7.7. That's a little early. Trey Sermon taken at the 7A. So he thinks he's going to take that starting job, but that's his second RB. Right now, Antonio Gibson and Trey Sermon are his two running backs. He has Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, Robert Woods, T. Higgins, and Chase Claypool. Yes, he's got wide receivers. You still got to fill up that running back slots. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Trey Sermon, certainly a running back in the NFL. As you're making a pick, I'm going to introduce a segment here in the middle of the draft Okay. that I'm going to call Papa Don't Reach. And this is for our man Papa Bear Claw here. He started his draft 1-7 Jonathan Taylor. Not bad. Najee Harris at the 2-6. Reach. Dave Montgomery at the 3-7. Not bad. TJ Hawkinson at the 4-6, reach. Tyler Lockett at the 5-7, not bad. Then he's gone Cortland Sutton at the 6-6, Brandon Cooks at the 7-7. To me, they're both reaches. I don't hate the picks. I don't hate the players. But the point of a sleeper is to get them later, is not to pay up for them at their value. I think they're both excellent sleeper candidates. Sutton, I think, is maybe just a nudge above where he's going. But I think he could have waited on Cooks to come back to him. Yeah, I think he could have taken Cooks at the 8-6. Uh, he's currently the seventh uh, pick. I think he could have waited a whole round and grabbed him. Maybe even two rounds. I mean, uh, I, Brandon Cooks, while I really like him and he's always posted a thousand-yard season, uh, I'm, I'm not too interested in him. And uh, I think he could have waited a half second longer. And like, like we mentioned, Trey Sermon taken right after that. 
Uh, I don't agree with it. I think this is Raheem Mostert's job until he gets injured. And uh, I think taking him as your second RB is definitely a mistake. And then my pick right after that, I took Melvin Gordon because I know the zero RBers are now starting to look out for RBs. Melvin Gordon say, uh, as of right now, the RB1 for Denver. And uh, he, he's been productive while he's been there. You got to take him. Yep, totally agree. I looked at uh, Gordon with that pick that I ended up taking most of. So not going uh, to disagree there. And then we have Huss taking his first run about James Conner. I think he either goes Juju or Leonard Fournette here. I'm, I'm leaning Fournette because, I mean, like I said, he's got to fill up two RB spots before he goes to the flex area. So, uh, I mean, you still have to fill it with premier talent. Now, Debo Samuel got taken at the 7-12. I wanted Debo Samuel on the next round, so I'm a little upset at that. Tom Brady was taken in the first pick of the eighth round, so he's got a Mike Evans-Tom Brady stack going. And I like that one. That one's another sneaky stack because both of these guys, they're going for stats. Tom Brady, he's done everything. He's done every accolade in the NFL. He's won it all, done everything, been there, done that. Now, Tom Brady, he's already the best of all time. He's making sure nobody else gets to anywhere near him. He's making sure no Patrick Mahomes, no Justin Herbert, no Russell Wilson, no Lamar Jackson, nobody reaches his stats. He's going to be airing it out. I don't think there's going to be too many rushing touchdowns for the Buccaneers. No, I don't think so either. I think he's going to take it and grab with it. Yeah, well, you're on the clock here. Who do you want? Uh-huh. I am looking right now. I'm looking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to heavily avoid Kenyon Drake. So right now, I'm looking at tight ends. I'm looking at the tight end position. I want to see if anybody's worth it. And I see Noah Fant available. And that's interesting for me. I, I'm definitely a little interested in him. I'm also interested in Robert Tunyon. Mm. But I know I could wait for Robert Tunyon. You can. Did, did I strike a chord there? You, you seem like you wanted Robert Tunyon. No, no. I, uh-huh. Actively listening to your picks. I have, I have no interest in Tunyon. I think it was the one-year flash in the pan. Okay, so actually, I'm going to go for a wide receiver here. I'm going to go Jarvis Landry. Good pick. I like it. I think Landry's a nice, uh, nice value at this point. Particularly, there's, there's some gross names around here. I mean, you're looking at gross tight ends like Noah Fant. You're looking at- And he just went oh, up. There we go. He's just come off the board. Don't pay out for Noah Fant. Love the guy. Don't pay out for him. Uh, you're looking at Debbie Does Dallas Got It. You're looking at Ken, I mean, Kenyon Drake, David Johnson, Michael Carter. Your lineup doesn't feel good looking at it and seeing those guys. Yeah. So let's see. Juju Smash. Schuster, Leonard Fournette, they were taken earlier before my pick, and then I took Jarvis Landry just because he's so consistent, and taking him at the eighth round, I feel like that's a very solid pick. Noah fan, like you mentioned. We've had Antonio Brown from uh, old Papa Don't Reach here again. Oof. The 8-6. Uh, I mean, he, first he went zero wide receiver for the first four picks, and now he's taken a wide receiver ever since. Now, I don't like a lot of what's going on here, but could I cop a week of Will Fuller's suspension? in a better Miami offense. If you believe in our boy Tua, then go for it. I don't, so I won't. Or, I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to go Michael Carter, the New York Jets running back, who I suspect will catch a lot of passes for an offense that is playing behind a lot of the time. Okay, that's fair. And at the 8-7, I can take potentially my fourth running back, and, you know, if he whiffs, he whiffs at this point. You already have Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, and Raheem Mostert. So, I mean, you already filled up your RB slots if you need to. He's kind of a dart throw. Just to kind of, he's not quite a Hail Mary yet, but I, I, I could deal with it. Yeah. 
yeah, I I think it's an okay uh, okay pick. Now now we're right now our zero RB truther in who's has James Conner and Leonard Fournette. How do you feel about those two running backs? I think looking at his roster on the whole, you'd be pretty happy with that. Okay, uh, I and this is the thing about zero RB uh-huh. about holding your nerve. I think is you got to just keep adding those assets, and then you go bang bang, or you pick your guys, and then all of a sudden it doesn't look so bad. You're like, well, James Conner and Fournette both have touchdown upside. They probably might not, or they probably won't get the catches that you would in a PPR league, but they're going to be in offenses who are going to be in the red zone a lot uh, with a chance to punch it in. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike Evans, he's basically an RB at this point, considering how many times he's caught the ball in the one yard line for him to get that one yard score. That's why, that's why I really didn't want a Buccaneers running back because I feel like they're going to try passing it in. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, I think first. First down, they'll be passing it, or at least play action a lot of the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, t- uh, now, after your Michael Carter pick, Dallas Goddard, I do not like this at all, in the tight end position for 8-8. Eight, eight. Uh, Tyler Boyd at 8-9, I like that a lot. Jalen Hurts, 8-10, questionable for me. Curtis Samuel, 8-11, also a little questionable. Zach Moss, 8-12, definitely questionable. Deontay Harris right after the turn on that one, since that's 8-12 to 9-1, Deontay Harris. Uh, I'm not sure how you feel about that one. Mike Williams right after, and then David Johnson at the 9-3. I mean, it's Damian Harris, the New England Patriots running back. Damian Harris. Yeah, sorry, sorry. The pick I love here, I I mean, Moss, Harris, Johnson, I think they're all fine picks from here on out. Like, they'll have their weeks, they'll have their down weeks. Harris is obviously much better value if Mac Jones is under center. For what it's worth, I think Mac Jones wins that quarterback battle. The pick I like here is Mike Williams at the 9-2. Again, I think he probably could have waited for it. Uh, but at this point, unlike where we were jobbing that bloke a couple of rounds earlier, I think if you've got your guys at this point, take them. There's not that many rounds left. I think there's only six picks left. And I think Mike Williams potentially has top 18 wide receiver upside in that offense with Justin Herbert. I've been trying to get him everywhere since people have cottoned on to him. Mike Williams has always been that just breakout candidate. He's just always been, oh, he's going to break out this year. Never going to break out this year. Break out this year. I don't know. Eventually, I feel like I have to kind of set sail on him i can't i can't remember his exact stats because i wrote the article a couple of weeks ago now but he's had a thousand yard season and i'm pretty sure a 10 touchdown season in his like four nfl seasons yeah he is an inconsistent starter and i think we talked about it he, he's that guy that'll go off for you on the bench but right when you feel like you trust him to go in we'll kind of throw a dud you put you put him back on the bench has a good week you put him in your lineup kind of throws a dud at you I feel like that's kind of how Mike Williams' career has been. I think he's a good man to stack with Herbert because if he, he's a, a, like a sneaky deep threat guy. He doesn't lose catches downfield. He's not as quick. He's not like a Tyreek Hill burner, but he just comes down with the ball. I don't know how he does it. And I think he's a good cheap stack with Justin Herbert where you're going to get those double points from the long plays. Mm-hmm. All right. That's fair enough. So let's see. You're about to be up. And then uh, let's do a little peer review. I'll, I'll I'll grade your team and then you grade mine and t- let me know your let me know my uh, thoughts. So I really have no qualms with your team. I think I would like it more than you like it. I'm a big Tyreek Hill fan. I think that's excellent, but a value with Barkley at the two four. Uh, Carson is a nice pick at the three nine. I've already talked about. I possibly would have gone for a receiver instead of Josh Allen, but not going to job you there. You had your reasons and they add up to me. Kenny Galladay, nice solid pick. Then we have Mike Davis, Melvin Gordon, Jarvis Landry. I think that's a nice all-round team. With a little bit of tinkering, weeks going the right way, that's a playoff team. 
Thank you. I'm pretty comfortable with my team. I'm not ecstatic. I wish I didn't have to have Saquon. But I mean, at 2-4, you can't say no to that. I was... No, no, I totally agree. And that, this is the thing about value is you take it when it pops up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was going to take Will Fuller here, but he went the pick before me. Ah, that is rough. That's when you get stolen and sniped. Now, I like, I like your team a lot. Nick Chubb, DK Metcalf, Allen Robinson, a phenomenal start. Miles Sanders, you can't be angry at that. Adam Thielen, you know, whenever you got a Thielen, you go for it. You got Russell Wilson, you got another stack that I love. Raheem Mostert, like it a lot. Michael Carter. Naheem Hines. Ooh, I like that one. Okay. Okay. You get the pass catchers now, huh? Yep. I think that basically rounds out my running back core. I might, I'll probably add another one towards the end, but I think that's handy. And then we have um, huh. Deshaun Watson huh. at the 9-7. Okay. Hey, you know, to be fair, if this works out, that's phenomenal. Yeah. But, you know, but PPR doesn't stand for points per rending rape case. Uh, that's fair. That's, you know, you kind of got a point there. You kind of got a point there. But no, like if he doesn't play, there's an, it's a one quarterback, 12 team league. Take the swing now. There's enough on the waiver wire to make up for it. So take the swing. I haven't got that much of an issue with it. But that being said, I don't think he plays. There we go. So Darno Moody at 9-8, which I, I don't mind at all. I mean, it's a questionable offense right now, questionable offensive line. And there's definitely the Batman and Allen Robinson. You're kind of hoping for a Robin scenario here. Kind of like a Calvin Ridley to Julio Jones. But, uh, I mean, it's the ninth round leading on to the 10th. You know, you, you, I would like to see him grab a running back considering his only two RBs is Antonio Gibson and Trey Sermon. But, uh, I mean, that is how the cookie crumbled. Now, I went with Robert Tunyon. And I, I took him a little bit earlier. But one, I really like Tunyon. And now that I know Aaron Rodgers is going to be back, I'm pretty comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... I- you know, I have my thoughts about Tunyon. Again, I'm not gonna not gonna knock you for taking him. I think I think he over overperformed last year for the opportunity he got. But you know, tight ends are a hard, a good quality, reliable tight end is hard to find. You may as well take a chance on him. Let me just circle back to that Mooney pick again. This feels like a, a sleeper pick that people are getting too smart about drafting early. Like whether you think Justin Fields can play or not, we haven't seen him play in the NFL. Who we have seen is Andy Dalton. Not sure he's going to be sustaining two wide receivers. He's never really been able to sustain two wide receivers, so it's unrealistic to think that he'll be able to do it again. He wasn't able to sustain three wide receivers on the Cowboys. No way he does it on the Bears. No, absolutely not. Speaking of the Cowboys and three wide receivers, Michael Gallup at the 9-12. That is a reach based on his ADP, but a pick I really like. I would have potentially come back for him at the 10-7. Got high hopes for Michael Gallup. I'm trying to buy him everywhere in Dynasty. Uh huh. I'm gonna have to agree with you. Tony Pollard, the first handcuff, came on off the board at nine eleven. Never forget. And Tony Pollard said, "Don't forget about me." Yeah, yeah. I think um, he showed enough last year when Zeke was having his troubles to to show that it could be a bit more of a timeshare this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now Zeke Elliott was taken at the one oh five. That was probably the, one of the bigger surprises I've seen in this draft. <laughs> Second surprise was Saquon <laughs> dropping that far. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because your man Rashad Bateman at the ten one. I'm looking forward to your hot takes. Here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll reserve my judgment on that one. Uh, but Zeke, I, I don't mind it. He's going to be consistent with Dak back. I think uh, he'll be just fine. Speaking of somebody we talked about earlier, Trevor Lawrence. Hang on. No, it was an auto pick. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be Kenyon Drake. 
Oh, that's an auto pick. Okay, Kenyon Drake got taken. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I I got a little hyped up for a second. Now the second handcuff taken off the board, Alexander Madison. So, who's got both handcuffs? And Tony Pollard and Alexander Madison. So he's saying, you know, it'd be a real shame if uh, one of your starting ra- uh, running backs slipped on a banana peel. And this is it with zero RBs. You take high upside handcuffs. You take guys in timeshares, guys who could win roles in camp. Someone like a Salvon Ahmed. Ahmed, I think he rolls with. Uh huh, Ahmed. And, and then you hope for the injury, or not hope for the injury per se, but you look at what those high end handcuffs are and look at who's likely to take a job. Look at Cook's injury history, and you talked about it when we talked about him before, was that he takes drives off or, you know, he looks like he's going to have a catastrophic knee injury every second time he, cut, uh, he touches the ball. Madison's a guy you want. And if you have Cook, you need Madison. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. We, we, last time we talked about it, if you, have, if you draft Alvin Cook, you better draft Alexander Madison. And unfortunately, our Dalvin Cook owner does not have Alexander Madison. And that makes me a little worried. For the Dalvin Cook owner. It does. It makes me worried that you're going to be auto-drafting here. Oh, sh- oh, sorry. You didn't remind me of my pick. I was too busy looking at everybody. <laughs> g- g- give it to me. Give it to me. Oh, give me AJ Dillon. Uh, Okie dokie. So I am double-tapping on the... And then again, Gabe Davis. That's a reach. Sorry. Hey. Continue on your AJ Dillon talk. That was, that, that was definitely a Stefan Diggs Bills fan uh, take. Now, I like Gabriel Davis a lot. But, uh, I mean, doubling up on two wide receivers on the same team is definitely a big no-no, in my opinion. Uh, back to A.J. Dillon, he's a high-end handcuff. And, uh, I mean, Aaron Jones, he's going to be a beast. He's been healthy for most of his career. Last year he had his, I believe it was a, a little Achilles soreness that uh, scared a lot of people. A.J. Dillon will be a phenomenal handcuff and backup in case he's going to be needed. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, again, maybe our man Schwartz. Instead of that Rashad Bateman pick, could have gone for AJ Dillon to get his handcuff. Yeah, I, I highly recommend people grab handcuffs because if your star RB gets hurt, it's catastrophic to your team. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You should always have a backup plan and uh, you should have your own backup plan. I think that's the best bet. Yep, I, I agree. Now, let me, let me ask you here about one of the teams. This is our man Jason Warting and the, uh, the Bills fan. Started Diggs, Gibson, Lamb, Woods. Higgins, Claypool, Sermon, Fant, Mooney, Davis. At some point, he goes from drafting quite well to Clark Griswold sliding down the hill out of control on a bin lid. So he has a great start. At what point do you see that? He has a great start. Like, uh, sorry, I, inter- I completely interrupted you for that. No, that's all right. I was going to say, at what point does he start going downhill? Uh, I mean, it happened after Claypool. I-, I can get on board with the Higgins. I can get on board for Claypool. After he took Trey Sermon, I felt like that's it. Kind of lost momentum. I mean, his RB is Antonio Gibson, which I think he reached for already in the second round. Taking Sermon, who's not even the starting RB, while they're still Melvin Gordon, James Conner, Leonard Fournette. They were all still on the board at the time. I feel like that was a mistake. Yeah, I totally agree. There we go. So which team do you like the most so far? You can pick yourself. Uh, I was just I was just following some of uh, our good participants on Twitter. So, ooh, which team do I like here? I think the 102, Clairvoyance, started strong with Cook, Edwards, Alaire, Ridley, Murray, Mandrews, and he's going to be very thin at running back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to agree with you on that one. I mean, 
great starting lineup, not much depth. I think I still I'm still on Schwartz, the 112 pick with Aaron Jones, Eckler, Mike Evans, Julio, Deontay Johnson, Debo Samuel, uh, sorry, Javante Williams, Tom Brady, Michael Gallup. I, I hate the Bateman, but at 10.01, you know, you kind of shooting darts. I can get over that pick. I'll tell you whose team I like. I like the 104, Aaron Neihart. Henry, Swift, Waller, Cup, Gaskin, Ayuk. Took the swing on Michael Thomas, Tyler Board, Boyd, Michael Pittman. Gus Edwards. I think that's a, a fairly solid team. That's a very solid team at that. And uh, I mean, Darren Waller is a tight end one. He's also a wide receiver one. And uh, he, he's been consistent ever since he's been on the Raiders. Cup, Love Cup, Gaskin. I mean, he's a little bit of a, a guest, a little project potential player, but you already have Derrick Henry and Deontay Swift. So, I mean, Miles Gaskin eating up a flex spot, that's very solid in itself. And, it, and with his lineup right now, he can afford to stash Michael Thomas. And if Michael Thomas comes on, and turns into that wide receiver one he can and will, probably will be, uh, th- then he's got a championship team. I agree. This is where you win and lose your fantasy football season. Anyone can draft well in the first five or six rounds. If you are vaguely plugged into the NFL and play fantasy football, you'll have your strategies. You'll know your guys. You know who's going to be slightly better than this guy or who you think will be in a better offense. It's these middle rounds where you can try and find uh, try and find your sleepers, try and get your value, try and get your undervalued players. And this is this is where you win and lose your leagues. And I think there's some people who have made some interesting picks in these rounds. And I think there are some people who have uh, who are going to come out of it with a, a very solid looking team at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm also looking to play a little bit more keep away. I think it's fun and it gives you a lot of trade bait leverage. So I know who's he needs RBs. His RBs are for uh, James Conner, Fournette, Pollard, Madison. He's got three handcuffs. Right now, I see Jamal Williams. He's still on the draft board. It might be a little bit too early to take him, but that's another potential starter I kind of want to play keep away with. I feel like I already have my starting lineup. You know, I got Tyreek Hill, Barkley, Carson, Allen, Galladay, Mike Davis, Gordon, Landry, Tunyon. You know, that's my starting lineup. And now I'm kind of looking at depth. Of course, like I mentioned, I have AJ Dillon. But, you know, right now I think he'll be riding the bench. So uh, right now I'm looking at keep away plays. Now I'm on the clock here. I think the pick is... I don't really like any of these picks here. Right now we're getting at the dart throws, the potential plays. I am going to swing for the fences with Henry Ruggs. You know, ooh, he, he was kind of interesting to me. I was definitely looking at him. And he fits my mold if I like a big play guy. Yes. So give me, give me those points. If I can put him in my lineup and hope that he hits, I don't want to be putting a guy in my lineup and hoping for like six for 40. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So after the, the, the Bateman, we got Amon Ross St. Brown, Elijah Moore. You know, you just, you're still an auto pick here, man. Who do you want instead of Stafford? Oh my God. Sorry. Somebody's got to remind me. I, I'm on a roll right now commentating. Give me Devontae Parker. Are you, are you not uh, Devontae Parker? Yes. I was going to say, are you not, um, not engaged with the show you're currently hosting? No, I'm in full commentary mode right now. I'm enjoying it. This is like it. I appreciate it. It's on the fly. Just kind of, you know, everything's happening live. Lots going on. Trying to commentate over it, judging everybody. I like, you know, I like judging people. I like talking smack about people. And right now there's a lot to talk smack about. That you do, man. And I am currently drafting for about three different teams. Aha. Xavier Jones, another handcuff for Huss. This is your zero RB. This is the master at work. Yeah, he, he... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Jay Ward, the Lions fan that drafted uh, the pick before me, took Jamal Williams, which which was a little upsetting. Yeah, he was a guy I was tra- potentially targeting as well. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
And uh, Devontae Parker taken. Now, you see, so who, who do you want instead of Gasicki? You're still somehow on auto-draft. Oh, am I on like, oh. You know, I was almost tempted to take the anti-vax legend in Cole Beasley. But, you know, just for some reason, I don't want to do it. Dr. Spachemin. Yeah, I, I don't really feel like doing <laughs> a little doctor out there. I'm on the, cl- the clock here, and I'm going to make my own pick. I'm going to take Kenneth Gainwell, take my own handcuff. Miles Sanders, pass catching. No, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with Mike Gusecki. I'll keep him on my roster. I'll, I'll deal with that auto draft. Uh, at what point are you thinking about taking a kicker? Oh, we don't talk about my kicker strategies just yet, you know? That uh, stays with me until I pick it one. And then I, then I can start breaking it down. <laughs> so ideally, ideally in a defense kicker money league, I would probably would have taken a kicker instead of Devontae Parker or Mike Gusecki. I value a kicker that you're going to be putting in your lineup every week over a potential bench player. I think uh, bench players or depth is a little bit overrated in my opinion. Yep. I think uh, having that uh, for sure starter that you know is going to put up fantasy points for you every single week. I value that a little bit more. I, I totally agree. I have my kicker target coming up. I know a guy that I have been targeting in a couple of leagues. I picked him up in Scotty Fishbowl. Uh, I'm, I'm fairly happy with, uh, with this guy. I'm not going to take him in the next round. I have my I have my own target here, a nice little zero RB favorite, but we'll see. So right now, let's see. Irv, Irv Smith went Latavius Murray, or as I call him, Lactavius Murray. <laughs> He's been off the board. Uh, I mean, right now, we're starting to see the depth to long shots. Russell Gage, I like that one a lot. I like Russell Gage. You know, in the 12th round, not much risk to it. T.Y. Hilton, I can get over that. I don't like T.Y. Hilton at all. Uh, but in the 12th round, can't complain too much about it. Rob Gronkowski goes up in the uh, 12-10. That's an auto pick. Auto picker. I'm surprised Matt Stafford's still on the board here. He'd be a guy that I'd be looking at as a potential late rounder, not in one QB leagues, but... Well, I, I think a little bit of uncertainty in that offense kind of turns people away. And I feel like if you don't take a running quarterback, then realistically, you can kind of just nitpick anybody. Yeah, that's fair. Anybody, yeah, anybody's team you absolutely hate. Yeah, Papa Bearclaw. I think he's still reaching. Like he took Terrace, Mar- Terrace Marshall in the 11-7. Again, we're dart throws, but you have Nelson Aguilar, uh, T.Y. Hilton, Russell Gage, guys that have proven to be able to do it in the league. Marshall is coming in with a quarterback who's essentially unproven in a new system. Quarterback in a new system with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey ahead of him. It's a dynasty league. Fill your boots with Terrace Marshall. Leave him on your waivers in redraft. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to agree with you there. I'm kind of like just scanning for any like phenomenal pick or a pick that I hate right now on the draft board. I really like the Amon Ross St. Brown in the 11th round. I think, I mean, realistically, he might be the wide receiver one going in. Aaron Rodgers goes out in the 13th round. That's uh, Amari Rodgers. Yeah, I, I was kind of, you know, kind of bait people into that one, but thank you for that. Sorry I didn't take your bait. I think the pick there is Randall Cobb. Oof. Oh, that's actually, you know, if that trade goes through... Unfortunately, right now, nothing official. I would have to agree. Randall Cobb skyrockets the draft board because you don't force a trade on a player and not consistently throw to that guy. There's no way you do it. Now, it was going to be that gentleman. Instead, I'm going to go with this gentleman. Justin Tucker? Christian Kirk. No, Christian Kirk. Oh, Captain Kirk. Mm. I tell you, yeah, the pick I like here, the 13-2, Traquan Smith. I think that's a fantastic pick. So much... Uncertainty around Michael Thomas, that's a potential league-winning pick in the 13th round. I think uh, I'm going to have to respect that as well. I like it a lot. Jalen Rieger, there's still no real wide receiver 
or no proven wide receiver on the Eagles roster other than a uh, Zach Ertz, realistically. And Jalen Rieger, I think he has the uh, advantage in that offense right now. I think so. Now, we're talking about uh, lineups I don't particularly like. I think Nick has gone, uh, this is the guy at the 101 who started McCaffrey, Brown, Jefferson. I think it's fallen downhill very quickly. I didn't mind the ATN pick. I think Kyle Pitts is a reach there. You don't like Chanel. Herbert, we've had our discussions over whether he's a guy you want to be taking early. I'm not going to knock him for being the 7-1. Moss and Harris, not bad. But then you really want some depth, and I'm all for swinging for the fences here. But Elijah Moore, Armin Ra St. Brown, Brian Edwards, Amari Rogers. They have half a dozen catches in the NFL between them. Like it, It's okay to have those high upside dart throws, but you've got to back it up with guys that are going to play. Mm-hmm. And right now his uh, starting RB is McCaffrey, Elite, and then after that is Travis Etienne. There we go. I think I did it right that time. Nailed it, man. Th- those are the, his two running backs. One of them is phenomenal. One of them is a massive question mark. And uh, he's not even, what, third on the depth chart right now let's see you have james robinson you have carlos hyde and then it would be etn uh, you know of course that's subject to change but uh zach moss and deontay harris are the ones right behind him this is a a, a weak running back roster being saved by christian mccaffrey etn is going to catch a ton of passes this year now i have painted myself into a corner slightly here because i have i still need a kicker i still need a tight end but I really want to take uh, Philip Lindsay, who I think is going to end up being the number one running back in the Texans offense this year. So if your league allows it, you know, potentially you roster those players to have them. And then when the time comes, drop a player who's not going to play or is not going to, looks like they're going to have an impact. Pick up your kicker, pick up your defense off the waiver wire and get ready to roll that way. There we go. Now I want to talk about, uh, sorry, Tannehill. He went in the 13th. Around 10th pick? That is phenomenal value for whoever took it. Now, Rum Boys, he already has Patrick Mahomes. It's an auto pick. Yeah, it's an auto pick, I know, but I'm a little upset because I was actually going to take him instead of Justin Tucker. Ah. I debated it, yes, because, you know, Ryan Tannehill is a phenomenal quarterback in a phenomenal system with a phenomenal opportunity to be a wide receiver, or not, sorry, quarterback one type potential he's going to be a top five quarterback at the end of the season yeah i agree and i know some people who are very high on him as well you know you're on the clock here just uh so you don't yes yell at me for not reminding you oh thank you you know i highly appreciate it. you're a real one i don't care what anybody says about you <laughs> let's see i'm looking at let's see tevin coleman he's there live bell that'd be a fun one i'm gonna to have to go with uh jameson crowder actually a little slotty that's a good pick and a little slotty out in New York, you know, he, he, he was very productive with Sam Darnold. I'd imagine with a Shanahan LaFleur type of offense that he could be a little bit more productive. Yep, I, uh, I totally agree. Sorry, I'm just uh, busy moving around auto-picked players here. Um, oh, Jared Patterson, my man. I still think that's a reach and redraft. 15. No, Crowder, I think, is still potentially the number one pass catcher in New York. Yeah, but when you're in the 14th round, I feel like everybody's kind of expendable at this point. So I feel like... Right now, you're securing the potential person that you really want. I could get over it. Now, there is two picks available here for me. Uh-huh. Yes. And one of those is Jono Smith. Okay. Who I think is going to be potentially the Patriots' number one pass catcher. Okay. But who else am I going to have at tight end? Uh, you know, I would look at Fersker. There we go. I was right. Let's go. The Ferk. Of course, it's going to be the Ferk. After all 
off season. I know you want it. I'll take every Firkin one of them. Uh, really, I probably could have waited on the Firkin and picked my kicker here. Ideally, it's going to be Will Lutz if he gets back to me. Uh, I like the kicks in a dome. He's in an offense that's going to move the ball, may have str- uh, but may struggle in the red zone. So give me that all day. And then we got Dwayne Haskins at the 14-9. Oh, Matthew Stafford also taken. Good to see we're still taking this seriously. <laughs> Actually, I don't blame it. I don't blame the Dwayne Haskins one. I mean, uh, the last two picks of the draft, I think you could look at every single draft you've done over the past couple of years and realize almost none of them have actually stayed on your roster throughout the whole year. Yeah. I could get over it. Yeah, absolutely. All righty. So let's see. Is that Devontae Booker? That is Devontae Booker. Yes, that's Devontae Booker on the Giants. All right. Yep. And it wasn't auto-picked either. So Matthew Stafford, we talked about him earlier. He is 14th round, taken off 10th pick. How do you feel about that? I think that's phenomenal value, as you would say. It is good value. His other quarterback is Jalen Hurts. So he has a backup plan in case Jalen Hurts takes an absolute dump, doesn't perform, a bye week potential. I like it a lot. Yep. Yeah, I, I totally do too. Now, who are you eyeing up for your last pick here? I I have an inkling as to who it might be. Okay. Okay. So let's see. I am looking at the wide receiver position right now. Yeah, I, I feel like I have enough solid running backs at the point. I feel like I need a little bit more wide receiver depth. Uh, and I'm looking at Sterling Shepard right now, last pick. I'm looking at John Brown. A, and then I'm also looking at Tyra Williams. I think Tyrell Williams would be a good pick there. Uh, I like l- late in your draft. I quite like Sony Michelle. Uh, there's oh Jacoby Myers is going to get a shit ton of targets potentially. It is potential. Uh, I'm a little tough on trusting anybody on New England right now. I'm with you. Now Kadarius Tony taken in the 15th round. I feel like that's a little questionable. Uh, there's a lot of yeah. We we talked about him in the news earlier. Mouse to feed. Uh huh. Uh huh. Interesting guy. Interesting little fellow. I'm still, uh, I'm on John Brown right now. I like John Brown a lot. What about Diami Brown, my favorite? No, we're not going to do him. <laughs> I'm just looking through the, the depths of the players available here. Yeah, right now it's kind of a barren wasteland. Damian Williams is interesting to me as a late running back. Yeah, I, I, uh, right now it's kind of dart throw and you're hoping for a lot. Diami Williams. It is, we, we are doing shallow benches essentially because I didn't want to be up all night doing this. Now 2.46 in the morning here. That's fair. Don't blame me. So um, that ships out. Don't blame me. Young Hoku, he is off the board. Sheehan, you are currently on the clock. And, and look at that. Braxton Miller, he's not even in the league again. Once again, good to see we're taking this seriously. Now, I need a kicker. I already flagged who it was going to be. So, all the way from 30, Rock, it's Lutz. Huh. Uh-huh. So, w- w- while you're uh, taking your boy Lutzy, I was kind of running through the numbers and through the facts. Mm. And, uh, I mean, right now, Larry Fitzgerald, who's contemplating retirement is second in all-time receiving. And uh, if you wanted to catch up to Jerry Rice in all-time receiving yards, he would need, I think, 5,500 yards. So he still needs five 1,000-yard seasons just to catch up to Jerry Rice. And uh, they both played almost identical amount. I think right now Jerry Rice has them over three years of playing time. So uh, it just goes to show you how Jerry Rice holds statistical supremacy over ridiculous longevity. Rice is a freak, man. He is. You know, good good hot take here at the end of our fantasy draft. <laughs> Talking Jerry Rice. In fact, with Braxton Miller coming off the board, I'm surprised nobody drafted Jerry Rice. But yeah, he's an absolute, absolute freeze. One of those guys that the more you look into it, you're like, this is 
Like, how was he even able to to continue to to play at the level he did? And he was doing it in his forties, which is uh, one of the the crazier parts. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so to end off the draft, he took Will Lutz, Jason Sanders also left the board, and then we also saw an odd one, Justice Hill. I mean, on one, I'm still surprised he's on the Baltimore Ravens, considering how unproductive he was. I took John Brown in the 15th pick, or 15th round, 9th pick, Tariq Cohen right after that, and then, of course, Tyrell Bass. And then last but not least... Mr. Irrelevant Trey Lance off the board. That one's definitely a stash pick if I've ever seen one. I thought Trey Lance might have been your last pick when I was sort of umming and over who I thought you might go for. I thought you might take that upside there. You know, I thought about that, but uh, I value John Brown a little bit higher. And because my, I feel like my wide receiver pool isn't as depth and filled with talent i feel like figured john brown would be the uh best option to give me starting potential yep totally agree so run us through your team top to bottom okay give us a, a full and frank appraisal where you think you did well where you think you need to improve what are you doing from here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you're gonna have to give me a grade on what you think so far of course a being amazing f as in failure. F for fourth grade reading level. Yeah, basically. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm already not there, so I have that. So we're, we're starting it off. Pick number one, Tyreek Hill. Saquon Barkley, pick number two. And then followed by Chris Carson, in the third. Josh Allen in the fourth. Kenny Galladay in the fifth. Mike Davis in the sixth. Melvin Gordon in the seventh. Jarvis Landry in the eighth. Robert Tunyon in the ninth. AJ Dillon in the tenth. Devontae Parker in the eleventh. Mike Gusecki in the twelfth. Justin Tucker in the 13th, Jameson Crowder in the 14th, John Brown, last but not least, in the 15th. So I think I have phenomenal running back depth. Saquon Barkley, Chris Carson, Mike Davis. I think I have set and forget type of starters in the running back position as of right now in the situation we have at hand. I have, I'm a little bit iffy on the wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, I know he's going to be elite. No questions asked. Kenny Galladay, questionable for me. But I feel like he was the best wide receiver on the board at the time. And then we have Jarvis Landry all the way in the eighth round. I think that is a phenomenal play in the eighth round. But I'm a little uneasy in the wide receiver position to begin with. So Jarvis Landry, is just, he's just kind of there for me. And then Devontae Parker, uh, unproven or inconsistent and unproven in the new offense. Jameson Crowder and John Brown. I'm honestly pretty comfortable with those two. But I do not see them seeing too much action early on because, of course, Kenny Galladay and Jarvis Landry, they're going to be taking those spots for now. Uh, Robert Tunyon, I don't mind it. I mean, in the tight end position, you're kind of hoping for 50 yards and a touchdown. I feel like with Aaron Rodgers, you have the highest chance of producing that type of stat line. Josh Allen, I think, I mean, quarterback, elite quarterback, top three. He's going to put up his fantasy points. My my logic for taking him, of course, like I mentioned earlier, was playing keep away from giving uh, the pick after me, the stack between Stefan Diggs. And Josh Allen. But of course, I mean, I don't mind taking Josh Allen in that spot. Uh, Something I could do differently is uh, I probably could skip out on Josh Allen, take somebody like Robert Woods, Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup, DJ Moore, Thielen, all the, you know, one of those wide receivers probably would have been Robert Woods. And then taking somebody like you mentioned, a Lamar Jackson around after Dak Prescott around after Kyler Murray around after, or I could have waited all the way till the 13th round and taken Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I think you basically summed up all the, the, the few criticisms I did have. One we talked about on the fly was taking Allen earlier. Your team would look a little bit stronger with another wide receiver there. Likewise, I think your team would look maybe slightly stronger with uh, Michael, Michael Gallup potentially, or even uh, Hollywood Brown, 
or, or Amon Ra St. Brown instead of Robert Tunyon. Uh, you probably could have even waited around to get him. So I think your starting lineup is solid. I'd, I'd want to be trying to upgrade Melvin Gordon, but I'm not going to job you too much. I'm going to give you a, you know what? I'm going to give you a B, a B. Oh, that's fair. I'll take it. You know, I, I it didn't quite knock it out of the park the way some of, you know what, to be honest, if we're grading on a curve, I don't think anyone really knocked it out of the park. You know, when you have uh, a bunch of analysts in a draft, it's difficult to knock it out of a park because everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody knows the values of the players. For the most part, everybody knows the values of the players. So I feel like a lot of people might be reaching for their potential values or their potential players because they're, they're high on them, so they just go for it. Yeah, I totally agree. And we, we talked about that with Papa, Papa Bear Claw. So I'll do a, a rundown of my team here. Started with Nick Chubb, DK Metcalf, Alan Robinson, Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, Russell Wilson, Raheem Mostert, Michael Carter, Naheem Hines, uh, Hollywood Brown, Henry Ruggs, Kenneth Gainwell, Christian Kirk, Anthony Ferkser, and Will Lutz. I am pretty happy with that as a team. There are guys there that I wouldn't be going for normally. Uh, I'm not a big Robinson guy, not a big Sanders guy, but I like their potential. I think they're going to score well in this format. Uh, middle round running backs there. I think Mostert's a good good option. Um, Carter, Carter, Hines, and Gainwell. I'm expecting to catch a lot of passes, particularly Hines and Carter. I think they're potentially going to have starting value in those down bye weeks. And then got the ceiling of Brown and Ruggs. I think we're finally going to see Christian Kirk take the next uh, take the leap with Larry Fitz out of there. But even then, it's the 13th round pick. Not a lot to give up for potentially a a reliable wide receiver two three. So. The real strength, I think, is is the stack of Metcalf and Wilson. I think the running backs are solid. Wide receivers are above average. And I think most weeks I would be having either Brown or Ruggs, possibly both, to really try and get those those sky high points if I could. So what do you reckon? What do you what do you grade me here? I like Nick Chubb. I like Metcalf. I like Robinson. That's a that's a that's a very formidable top three. Sanders like it. Thielen like it. Russell Wilson, I like it. Stacks. I've said it a bajillion times. I like it a lot. I like Raheem Mostert a lot. After that, you have a lot of depth, but nothing phenomenal in the depth. Yep. Uh, But then again, they're the depth for the reason, because they're not that phenomenal. You're kind of hoping for potential or breakout candidates, which I think you have. Marquise Brown, potential breakout candidate. uh, Henry Ruggs, very disappointing freshman year. Uh, Hopefully the sophomore year goes a little bit better. Gainwell... You know, you, you have to trust that offense a little bit for him. Uh, you have basically Miles Sanders' handcuff, which, I mean, you know, you can't really blame you for that. Captain Kirk, he, he's going to do well when you don't have him in your starting lineup. Once you put him in your starting lineup, yep. he's going to pull the trigger. Kind of like a, a Mike Williams situation. Anthony Fersker, I knew you were going to do that. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. And then Will Lutz, can't go wrong with the kicker. I mean, of course, it's the last round also. Cannot blame you there i like it a lot i like it you know you gave me a b i'm gonna have to give you a little bit of a b plus i like your starting lineup a lot heinz you know because it is a ppr league there's a lot of potential players you kind of plug and play whether that's injury or a bye week potential i think i i probably could have passed on carter picked up maybe a tyler boyd curtis samuel mike williams someone like that uh even will fuller because i undenied over him at that pick I think maybe the team looks a little bit stronger, but overall I'm pretty happy with it. Are there any any teams here you really like that you would you would give maybe an A or an A plus two or or any that you just give big fat F to? Um, let's see, Schwartz, the 12th pick. You know, I've kind of mentioned his name a handful of times. 
throughout the draft. Aaron Jones, Eckler, Evans, Julio, Deontay, Johnson, Javante Williams. That That's the only questionable pick I have in his draft, Javante Williams. Uh, I would still take Melvin Gordon over him because, I mean, Melvin Gordon has proven potential and proven talent in the NFL. There's no way he gets phased down in that offense just like that. But other than that, he has Debo Samuel, Tom Brady. He's got the Mike Evans, Tom Brady stack, Michael Gallup. Still has been a productive wide receiver in that three-rotational wide receiving core for the Cowboys. Bateman, 10th round, I could get over it. He might be the wide receiver one, we don't know. Or he might be a throwaway. It's a 10th round. doesn't necessarily matter. T. Higgins in the 12th, or 11th, sorry. That'd be Tyler Higby, not T. Higgins. Tyler Higby, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was looking at that. Tyler Higby in the 11th. It's tight end. It's a streamer. You can't complain at that point. T.Y. Hilton, dart throw. Philip Lindsay, dart throw, but I mean, has high upside. Emmanuel Sanders and then Trey Lance. I mean, Trey Lance is going to be the stash, but I mean, if Trey Lance ends up becoming a starter, he, he has potential upside. Uh, the only questionable decisions I have for him is the lack of running back. I mean, when you have Aaron Jones and Eckler, you have a solid starting lineup, but then you have absolutely no depth after that. Yep, totally agree. I think, you know, maybe an extra pick in the middle there to, to really bolster that, really make more of a strength. I think that was the same issue with um, Clairvoyance, who picked it the 102 as well. Started with Cook and Edwards Alaire, Ridley, Murray, Andrews, Judy, Anderson, Samuel, Mike Williams, Singletary, uh, Marvin Jones, Tuba Hubbard, Traycorn Smith, Devontae Booker, and Johnny Smith. I think that's a fairly solid lineup. But again, start with a strength and then you just fall away so quickly. And mm-hmm. there is something to be said. Even if you look at Huss, who took zero RB, started Adams, Hopkins, McLaurin, Cooper. Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. And then he ended up taking more running backs than any other position because he loaded up on that top end talent and then can take the dart throws later. But I'm sure we'll dig into that then. So just wrapping up the draft here, I just want to give a big shout out to everyone who jumped on with us, especially our friends from Fantasy in Session, Javar and Loss FF. Follow them at Javar, J-A-V-A-R-N Session on Twitter or Loskno, I guess you would pronounce that, or it might be Loso No, but it's at L O S O K N O. And of course, our friend Rumboys Robbie from the Rumboys Fantasy Network. Shout out we to all our great writers who joined us as well. Brett Schwarzkopf, Jason Wartinger, Aaron Nyhart, Henry Sinclair, and of course our fabulous producer Nick. Thank you so much, everyone. Papa Beckler, we're sorry we made so much fun of you, but just get better at drafting. We won't have to do it next time. Hey, Papa Bear Claw, just listen to the next couple of episodes. Don't worry, we'll have, you dra- we'll have you drafting like a champ. A little bit of a shout out to Aaron. I mean, I think his team also looking real phenomenal. I think, uh, you know, I'm going to be a little biased. I think it's me or his for best roster. <laughs> I think that's fair, man. If you're walking out of a, a, a draft thinking yours is the best, you know, that's a good place to be. No one wants to look at it and go, geez, I, I, uh, I shat the bed there. So... You're always a little bit of rose-colored glasses, but I'm not going to knock you for it. There we go. I think there are going to be a couple of happy people and a couple of very unhappy people. We can live with that. Yeah, this is going to be the first mock of plenty. I mean, we still have a month or two until the season starts, so we are going to be definitely mocking from different positions. Right now, we're both kind of middle tier in the draft status. Of course, I think we're going to have to do a couple mocks where we're in the beginning of the draft, end of the draft, show off different strategies and see how our team ends up looking like but of course if you like and enjoyed the show make sure to follow us at sleeper wire show on twitter make sure to hit that little follow subscribe and like button on whichever streaming platform you happen to find us on 
And of course, if you guys want to donate, we are a charity podcast. You can follow links in, of course, our Twitter and description to see how you could do that. Sheehan, you want to let everyone know how they could find you? As always, I'm at Sheehan Solo on Twitter. Come and check out what I've got going on over there. I'm sure I'll have a couple of articles coming out soon, coming up to the start of the season. But of course, we have great content from all of our writers, including some of the guys that helped us out today. So check them out as well. Of course. Now you can find me at Top Tier Tactics underscore. But other than that, hey, good luck, everybody. <laughs>